Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's me, Micah McCaw. And me, Jordan McCaw. And this is the Macaw Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists to... Prove people wrong when they say... Sequels... Are never... Better... Than... The... Originals. Yes. I was expecting <laughs> to do one more word, but there's no more. Um, and we're going back to our namesake. We're in, we're in the throes of Marvel Phase 5, and we are talking about the Marvels. And mm-hmm. we're also returning to a new movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. This is our catch-up couple of months before we start the next year but this one we actually saw in theaters we did see it in theaters um and uh yeah so what do we want to talk about before we dive into the movie huh like what we got stuff to catch up on like philosophy religion science politics liberty pursuit of happiness Eh. any any trailers we want to talk about Um, i mean that can be fun sometimes we saw a teaser of the mean girls trailer i don't really want to talk about that though okay I just, I'll point out that Tina Fey plays the same character, and she also wrote this, and she wrote the movie screenplay, and I think that's dumb, and I don't think it should exist. Mean Girls is kind of a lightning in a bottle, and I know it's a musical, and it's based on a musical, it's but it's like on a long rant about coming-of-age movies, Slice of Life, and how they're not meant to be remade. Yeah. And I know there's a musical, but it's like that's made for Broadway. That's an adaption to a different form. Yeah. Don't then adapt that to what it originally was. That means that someday we can get Beetlejuice. We did get Matilda, the musical. Yeah. And someday we'll get That's not a coming of age, really. That's like a. No, I'm just saying it's an original, it's a book, movie, turned it into a Broadway musical. Yeah. And then they made another movie that's based on the musical. Yeah. And then we have Beetlejuice. And then they turn it into a Broadway musical <laughs> for some reason. And then eventually, someday, we'll get the musical version of that. Yeah. I just... Uh, it, and I, you just, Micah, you just have to ignore it. it. It really pissed me off. Yeah. And it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for how I feel about uh, Hollywood Studios. Anyway, so that was a teaser we saw. Yes. We also saw the David Leach Fall Guy trailer, which looks like that could be quite the disaster. Looks like they're not sure, they're, they're missing who the audience is for this. It should be your Lost City audience. Yeah. And it's not. they're not going for that. Yeah. Big mistake. Gilmore, stop licking the rug. <laughs> um, and then... Um, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That's what I was going to talk about. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. It is just, it's bananas what they do with motion capture these days. Am I right? Yeah, bananas, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think... When we saw that, Mike and I are both like, I think we're ready to take the plunge on that one. I know, because I hear that there are a lot more good entries than there are bad entries. When I saw the first movie, that's the only one I've seen. Oh, you haven't seen the the first, like the Matt Reeves one? No. Oh. I, I've only seen the Charlton Heston movie, and it's one of those things... Oh, and the Tim Burton one, which hardly counts as a movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I just thought, like... Well, this is just such a great concept. There could never be another good one. But from what I hear, there's all these ape heads, and uh, and th- they love these movies. And I guess a lot of them are also allegories about stuff. So it's not like they just drop it and make it like sci-fi action. From from yeah, they have something to say. Yeah, from what I can tell, they're like they're legit. I'm so into it. Maybe next year, maybe well, we're I hope gonna I'm into it. take the dive. Yeah, I mean there are a lot. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to watch them, we may as well watch them for the podcast, right? Of course. Yeah. So that one was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
But I think it comes out too early for us to watch yeah, to them all and the see it in theaters. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we watched the Marvels. Yeah. Okay. So um, going into it, knowing that it wasn't getting great reviews, no, they not, did an early reviews. press screening, which they never do for Marvel. I know. And it was very lukewarm. Yep. And then, uh, so it's like, great, not excited for it. I never really liked the trailers, never really understood what was happening. And yep. then um, finding out that the movie's an hour 45, I was like, okay, my interest <laughs> yeah, yeah. has peaked again. Um, so that was me going into this movie. Very, very low expectations, which did nothing but help. Yeah, and, and it was the same for me. I, I had very low expectations. And I also, I mean, I don't want to be like too rude or anything, but Nia DaCosta is the director and she sometimes guests on a show that I like, Blank Check, and I really don't like her appearances. Um, and maybe it's just a clash or whatever. But don't it, don't often like un- like agree with her views on the movies they're discussing. It just feels very like if if you're a director, I would think you'd have things that are much more interesting to talk about than like very surface level stuff. That's what I remember from her two appearances. Okay. And uh, they're just kind of boring episodes, and I don't really think she has much to add in, in criticism. Okay. Um, but hey, someone might disagree with me. No no shade to you, Nia DaCosta. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, so before Mike and I saw this movie, um, there was a big variety piece that came out. Uh, all November about, 1st that came out, yeah. Yeah, all about Marvel. Um, yeah. Man, they knew they did that before. Like, they were intentionally putting that out before the movie then. Yeah, I guess so. Because, it, yeah, it was just, it's a very interesting article just kind of about the state of Marvel, right? The MCU right now. Um, and some things that were pretty interesting is they m- talked about this movie a little bit, talked about the press screening, which is a little unprecedented for them. And then they also mentioned how um, when they were in post-production, Nia DaCosta had to leave early to start working on another project. And it's yeah. like, that's, that's never a good sign. When, yeah, when someone said... Uh, uh, a, a source familiar with the production said, if you're directing a $250 million movie, it's kind of weird for the di- director to leave with a few months to go. Yeah. And that, that one for me is, I, I'm trying to sympathize with the director because uh-huh. there are often a lot of reshoots with these movies. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they have like their schedule, but I'm sure it's always months longer than what it is. And she had something lined up. Yeah, that started production, and I'm just assume I'd like to assume that she just—it's not so much a, a misplacement of priorities; it was an obligation, and but she had to do it. With but the, yeah. she had an interview because okay. the directors were the only people not on strike for the past like yeah. six months. And during the interview, I mean, you know, you can't catch tone when yeah. you're reading stuff. But she was basically saying, she basically said like, some days I'd be working and I would call the director of Shang Chi and just say like. What are we doing here? Like, I don't get how you even direct this stuff. It's crazy, mm-hmm. which I totally get. Yeah. I mean, you're just standing in front of blue screens. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so she said something like that. And then she she basically said, it made me excited to explore my own worlds, yeah. which I felt like was a way of saying, I can't wait to not be a part of this anymore. Yeah. Which is interesting, too, because Marvel is always taking advantage or you know, they've always jumped on the indie people. Yeah. Where they come out with some indie darling hit, and it's yeah. like that—that's the person that's going to direct this movie. Yep, which is very interesting for it, sure. It's worked a lot of the time. It has, and it's almost like in a way they've given them a little bit of their vision. But I think because of the state of Marvel now, 
with how weird it is. It's like, I don't know if that's necessarily the case anymore. They're still yeah. getting these like indie directors, but maybe they're not allowing them to do as much of their vision or, or, or they're just like this director just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Simply. Well, and I mean, we're not going to get into the plot quite yet, but, but uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that feels like interconnected, uh, like mandated. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, this movie's very short. Yeah. And Nia DaCosta also directed Candyman a couple of years ago. And that movie was short. And people said, hey, this is weird to say, but I feel like this movie needed another 20 minutes. Yeah. And I do feel like leaving this movie, that's what I also feel. Yeah. So it's like, maybe that's a, maybe Nia DaCosta needs to make longer movies. <laughs> yeah. To like fully that's explain That's something stuff. I wonder about that though, because she didn't write this movie. She is one of the writers, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, if she's not, like, writing them, it's not, like, all her problem. Right. But No, she she did that in a movie called Little Woods. Okay. Before we move away from that variety piece, though, I, I did just want to mention, because we are kind of talking about Marvel at large, and it does feel like this year there's been a giant, like, everybody is worn out of the TV shows. Yep. People aren't excited about the movies. Uh, and the, it just seems, I mean, even, even Guardians 3, which became a massive hit, started like a really low opening and mm -hmm. I was like scared, but then it just held and held and held and people kept seeing it. So mm -hmm. it was a big hit. Um, but like Ant-Man was a huge failure and mm -hmm. it was supposed to be like, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I felt like you and I have talked about this. We've heard people for so long talk about how phase four post end game, it wasn't building to anything. But it you was know, the fallout. It was so good. We were just sitting in it. Yes. And and I contend that that's not why people were dropping out. And so then they come out with Ant-Man, which is like, here's our you know blueprint. Here yeah. it goes. And then even this movie, to some degree, is like, hey, we're setting up all of this stuff. And, and I just feel like you got to look at your success, which this year has only been Guardians of the Galaxy, and say people went and saw a movie because it was a good movie. Yeah. And it was a good story. Yeah. And we liked the characters. They didn't go because it's set up that Star-Lord is now on Earth. So do you, you think, know what though, I mean? before Endgame, all the stuff leading up to it, that was a part of a reason why people went, though? I, I do think that was part of why, especially, like, opening weekends, where, like, you can't miss it because... Because of word of mouth and stuff. Yeah. And you don't want anything to be ruined. You lift the mic just a pinch. But... Is that okay? Whoa, yeah. Uh, but... Is that okay, everybody? Then since Endgame's over and we've like all worked so hard to stay up to date and everything uh -huh. that we're kind of like, we want to break. We're not like in a way not saying no to Marvel anymore, but just like, let's breathe. Let's cool it. Yeah. Let's cool it. And and they know that they they have said and as much that the TV shows were an overload and a mistake. Yeah. Now, I don't think they mean like we shouldn't have made the TV shows, but we put them out so fast. And they were kind of operating under this thing where it's like there would either be a movie in theaters or a TV show, yeah. like always. Yeah. And people didn't like that. Oh, my gosh. And I completely have dropped off the shows. Yeah. She-Hulk was the last one I watched. I think that was the last one there was until Loki. Okay, kind of a miracle I made it through that oh, one. Oh, no, then there was Secret Invasion and nobody finished that. That was a snooze fest. Yeah, yeah. And just for, for just speaking for, like, me, uh -huh. they are just all so boring 
Not the whole time. Yeah. They have, they just all the same. You have said this, they get to the last two episodes and they can't deliver. Yeah. And, and so they have all this like cool stuff that they're setting up in the season and then they get to their big reveals or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. That wasn't really <laughs> yeah. worth it. She-Hulk was straight up just bad the whole time. Um, started good. Remember? It started we, good, but we then it, very but... immediately it was like, they do not know what they're doing. Yeah. With any of this material. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. When we found out from that same Variety article that each episode of She-Hulk was $25 million. Yeah, that is... Which means... Stupid. The show was... Uh, what's 8 divided by 25? Or 25 times 8, I mean. It was uh, a $200 million show. That That's the most expensive show, like, ever made. And for it to look that bad? Yeah. It, it is a 200. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. And the show should have been a sitcom because of the material and how funny and light it was. And yeah. then they just tried to make an a eight-hour movie. Right. And it was so bad. Oh, my gosh, it sucked. And I hated the Daredevil stuff. Ugh, I hated it all. Yeah. But um, it, it was. it's interesting, though, because I was talking to a friend the other day just about movies and stuff. Yeah. And they she was talking about how her and her husband, you know, they've seen all the Marvel movies. She's like, but we just still haven't gotten around to see the Ant-Man movie. The new one. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so bad. And I was like, but if you guys have been seeing, if you guys have watched all the movies, you should watch it. Yeah, right, like right. Like you, it's, I think for me, I we're at a point where it's like, if you've put in the work and you've stayed up to date, not talking TV shows, I'm just talking movie. Yeah, yeah. You owe it to yourself to just watch all the movies, even if they're bad. That way I know, you, there's I know. no, like you're, you're, you're missing anything. But what's, what is cool about this whole year, and we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks when we release our Flash episode, is that like audiences basically said, no longer are we going to allow you to just shove this stuff down our throats. Yeah. It has to be good because Across the Spider-Verse and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 were fantastic and they performed fantastically. But Ant-Man 3 did terribly because it was terrible. The Flash did terribly because it was terrible. Yeah. And the Marvels is, uh, we don't know right now. It's probably not going to do bad, good. It's yeah. not tracking well. Um, I don't think this is a terrible movie. No. But I think it'll make the amount of money that it deserves, if that makes sense. Sure. It's, it's just, nothing special. When you're making a movie, see, here is, I think, this is the absolute problem with Marvel right now. The problem is they now have the old team out, right? And they have all these the characters. Avengers. Yes. They have all these characters that they're trying to introduce. They're basically trying to make every single person Guardians of the Galaxy because they're trying to bring in people we don't even know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's replicate that success. The problem is they are, they're not like spending the nitty gritty time we need. Yeah. If you are just a movie watcher, because this movie throws at you two new characters that if you've not been watching shows, you don't even know who they are. Yeah. And uh, one character, Miss Marvel, I think is excellent, and she has a great... Well, uh, she has an okay show, not a great show. Had it been a two-hour movie with a $100 million budget, it would have made money and been fine. Yeah. And would have maybe been more in our conscience. Yeah. Conscience. Conscious. Yeah. Anyway, consciousness. That's what I mean to say. All of that to say, they just need to bring these budgets down because then you can have a movie that doesn't make $500 million but it's and okay. is a success. Yeah. 
Like the fact that they're yeah, that's what the article said is if a Marvel movie doesn't make half a billion dollars, it's considered a failure. And it's like that's I get insane. it because it is insane. But you spend so much money on something, I get that through statistics, like math, like yeah. they they need to make at least this much money in order to actually make money from yeah. it because they're spending that much. So I, I get like why why they need to. It's of course there's always a greediness factor, but I think there's also just like they need to make money and they're not making enough money. Right. And it's just so to me obvious that it's like just stop spending so much money. I I really think that post Endgame they should have it, it would have felt different. People I think people would have connected. It maybe would have taken a few years. Yeah. But they should have taken the Blumhouse model. Yeah. You can still make as many movies as you want, but be like we're doing a hundred million dollar budget. We're still gonna do a couple two hundred. We're gonna do a fifty million dollar budget. We're gonna do a twenty five million dollar budget. Like the fact that. There will be a Blade movie in a couple of years, and it will probably have a two hundred plus million dollar budget. Is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Don't you think that even if they had a varying degree of budgets, that they could still it, it, could, it could all still feel cohesive? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you could you would you'd fall more for the characters because they they would say this has to be good. Yeah. And we have to stretch our dollars, and we have to make a good movie. And and I. Fortunately, I I don't think the budgets are ever going to go down, but I do think that they've learned like, oh, we can't just say, hey, Kang's in this movie, come see it, and people will come out and see it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, and, and speaking of that, and then we can talk about this movie, I just think Jonathan Majors has a bunch of alleged, uh, like, beating up people. Uh, beating up women. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, I didn't know if it had gone even beyond that by this point because okay. I think there's been some more stuff. Uh, but he's gotten in trouble uh, and he's on trial and stuff like that. And they they said before Ant-Man came out, they were like, here's the deal, everybody. Kang is the new Thanos and the next like two or three phases will all lead up to him. He premiered in Loki. He was in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which nobody liked. Mm-hmm. And then he's in Loki season two. And I have not finished Loki season two yet. By the time this comes out, I will have, uh, which is actually pretty good. They got to end it in Loki. Mm-hmm. You have got to make a special that is like, we killed Kang, he's done, or something. Drop the actor, write something else. It's also, I'm start, I'm watching Loki season two, and I think it's well made and I like it. Mm-hmm. It is so complicated mm-hmm. that every episode and every scene, I kind of forget what's going on, mm-hmm. which I think the show can be that, mm-hmm. but you take that to the big movies where you're supposed to make a billion dollars, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So drop Kang, get Kang out of here, forget about it, make a new phase, just rework it, go back to basics. Mm-hmm. We liked Iron Man because it was a good movie and a good actor. Yeah. Like, think of that. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, let's talk about who made this movie. Um... So on the writers, we have Nia DaCosta, we have Megan McDonnell, who is a writer on WandaVision, and the upcoming Agatha Darkhold Diaries and Vision Quest. Won't be watching those. What? <laughs> um, and also Elisa Karasik, who is a writer on Loki. Uh, we're starting to see some of the cracks in the pavement on this movie. Uh, the cinematography is by Sean Bobbitt, who did Hunger, Shame, 12 Years a Slave, Judas and the Black Messiah. Music is by Laura Karpman, who did the What If Marvel Show and Miss Marvel Show and Lovecraft Country. I think 
the music in this movie was rather good. Okay. For for a, a score that's not super melodic, I think she did a pretty awesome job. Cool. And I like all the Miss Marvel Pakistani yeah. like flavored music yeah. a lot. Uh all that's fun. The movie comes out November 10th. It has a $220 million budget and it costs $100 million to promote. <laughs> and it is expected to open to 47 to 55, which would be the lowest ever opener for an MCU movie, even beating The Incredible Hulk in 2008. So that's not good. Woof. Um, it was originally supposed to come out in July of 2022, and then they moved to November of that same year. From what I could gather, so that they could introduce Miss Marvel okay. through her show. Uh, then they move it to February 2023. And then there are reshoots in July of 2022. From what we hear, I mean, reshoots are normal, but apparently these were very uh, extensive reshoots. Mm-hmm. They were specifically trying to like make the movie coherent. Um, yeah. And then uh, it moves to February 2023, and then they swap it with Ant-Man because apparently Ant-Man was farther along than, than this movie. So Ant-Man was supposed to come out in November of this year. I think so. Oh, I think so. Cause they, they swapped and it's crazy thinking about that. Oh no. I think this movie actually might've been supposed to come out in summer and then they moved it again. I don't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but um, it's crazy because Ant-Man is like the definition of an unfinished movie. Uh, yeah. And in that article, they talk about how like the VFX artists like are not given enough time to finish no. the movie. And if they're like saying like, we don't, hey, the baby's eating my foot. Um, <laughs> if they're not, if, 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 if VFX artist is like, can't do it, then Marvel's like, okay, you're fired. Who, yeah, next who wants to do it? Who's going to work a 20 hour day? To get this done. It's crazy. And not get paid extra. Not get paid that much. But they've unionized now. Yeah. So uh, I think, I think I, they might have to yeah. not have so many special effects in these movies. I think it's worth noting, too, just in terms of the writing of everything, how they're just, like, scrambling and they can't, they're not confident anymore yeah. in what they're doing. Was they mentioned something about the Blade movie with Mahershala. Yeah. Um, And it's gone through so many iterations. And one of them at one point was... It was like female led and blade. The main character of that movie is like, like the secondary. Yeah. Like the, the fourth, fourth build. Yeah. Fourth build. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, well, probably not fourth build, build but, but like what, the, you know, like on the, there's like three main characters and he's the fourth one, yes, like below all three. <laughs> However you, you say that. That character's movie. Yeah. And that is just like that, that, I mean, that truly does feel like, uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And it's like, well, we have to be, you know, let, let's just put some women, give some women some things to do. Yeah. And it's like, it's a Blade movie, though. Just let him do it. Right. That, that's like, that's it. Yeah. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Bananas. Yeah. So, it's crazy. We're in a weird, weird spot. Yeah. Uh, who's who's in the movie? Tiona Paris, Paris plays Monica Rambeau. Um, she is in Dear White People. Um the if Bill Street could talk. Oh. I wonder oh. who. Um she's also in Candyman. Um and they clone Tyrone, a lot of stuff, as yeah. well as WandaVision. What? Which is where the character premiered. <laughs> what? Um and then Iman Valani plays Kamala Khan. 
MVP of the movie, easy. Easy, easy. easy. She has, da- like, running Without circles around everybody else. <laughs> and this is, like, the only thing she's done. Cool. Um, Along with Miss Marvel, of course. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, this is this character is, like, the only thing she's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, And then uh, Zawe Ashton plays Darben. 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 <laughs> uh, she's Wait. in Velvet Buzzsaw. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, also in Blitz, Greta, and uh. other stuff. Now, before you move on, um, Darben, I... I uh, and maybe maybe it's a me thing, but in the movie, it just felt like halfway through the movie, they had never said and her name. And they're just name. like, Darbin. And they're like, Darbin's going over here. Darbin's doing that. And I'm like, who the hell is Darbin? Well, it's it's a dumb sounding name. See, it's spelled, you know, it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Because it's like a D-A-R dash B. You know, it's not just like oh, yeah. Darbin. But come on, guys. Yeah. Um, Park Seo Joon plays Prince Yan. Um, he is in Parasite, Micah Discovered. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's the guy who gives the rock to the family. It's a, what do they call it? It's metaphorical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then as my friend told me, he is a big K drama guy. Yeah. Apparently. Korean drama. So he does dramas in Korea. K drama. I know. Oh, okay. What? That's what it's called. No, I know, I know. Okay. I, I that's that's my personal uh member member my whole thing that I just think it's weird that we call genres different genres in other okay countries. but here's the thing about that k-drama when you say a k-drama to someone uh, they know that that is a specific type of drama it's not just a drama yeah it's it's like made in korea no it's not just made in korea there's it's a specific way it's done <laughs> i know you, you can expect certain things from a k-drama that you can't expect from an american drama so get off i know people's butts about it it's like a, a soap opera made in korea I understand. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> um, Zenobia Shroff plays um, Mooney Bacon, the mom. Oh, okay. Um, she's Very in The Big funny. Sick. Very funny. That's what she's from because she was oh, familiar. Okay. Um, the Affair, The Resident, Madam Secretary. Ah. And other stuff. Um, Mo- Mohan. She's Kapoor. really playing with your foot. That's so funny. Uh, is, uh, Yus- plays Yusuf Khan, the dad. Oh yeah. Um, also very funny. Yes. Um he is in the vaccine war, school of lies, the broken news, a lot of stuff. Sounds like a lot of conspiratorial uh movies. He apparently is in Spider-Man No Way Home. Really? As Doctor Strange? What? Can you look this up? What does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Well, it's just a multiverse thing, right? Oh boy. I, you know what? I, you said this earlier, and I love the Spider Verse movies can do whatever they want. They need to be done with multiverses. I'm kind of done with multiverses yes. already. It's like it's like we've had five years of it, and I'm I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Uh, I'm done. What is his name? Um, Mohan. Oh yeah, M O H A N Kapur. K A P U R. Okay. And then Cigar uh, Shake. Oh man, <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. Plays Amir Khan. Uh, Amir Khan. <laughs> uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, oh, when yeah, I, yeah, okay. yes, yes. But he plays the brother, um, but he's also in Starfield, Liza on Demand, Unfair and Ugly, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's I'm, about it. I'm really trying to figure this whole thing out. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure that this is real. I don't, I don't know that this... Uh, it just says that he's Miss Marvel. I, I don't see any 
Marvel yeah, let me, to re- let me see. Um. Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay, okay. He is, he plays Doctor. He voices Doctor Strange in India. Oh, that's what it is. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. He's also the Hindi voice of Jackie Chan, Nicolas Cage, and Dwayne Johnson. Wow, that's cool. Wow, yeah, he's great. Did you do the brother? I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, I did. I was... Amir Khan. Yes, but that's like, that's so that's his name too. Yeah, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled different. Okay, okay. Amir uh, Khan, who we're referencing, is a big Bollywood guy. Yes. Um, and and sorry, I, I was just trying so hard to figure out this thing, and I, I was furrowing my brow. All you had to do was Google his name with Doctor Strange, Micah. I did, and it, it wasn't working. Okay. Oh, I wrote No Way Home specifically. That's oh, okay. maybe what threw it off. Um, should we dive into the plot? Yeah. So let's get right into spoiler territory. You heard the spoiler alerts. Now, guess what? We're going out of order because we have to talk immediately about the post-credits scene. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm dying to talk about this. Okay. Because we had a pretty good theater experience, I would say. Yeah. And uh, uh, one thing I've noticed post-having a baby hey, is that seeing movies in the theaters makes it a little bit easier to like them. Yeah, of Because course. when we're at home, like, it's very hard, and I don't know if we have at all, since we've had a baby, been able to watch a movie from beginning to oh, end. Oh, no, there's no way. Yeah. So we usually, like, pause it, put her down, you know, then finish the movie. Some days we have to watch movies over multiple days. Um, we're still we're still doing pretty good. We're watching a lot of movies still, but... It's coming to a close, though, I think, on <laughs> the amount that we're getting through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she can, we, we can, she's fighting really hard to try and watch the TV now. Yeah. We can like set up pillows so that she can't see the TV, but she's starting to be able to lift her head in certain ways that she can see it. And babies aren't supposed to look at screens until they're 18 months. So we're going to have to maybe watch a little less TV and movies. Um, but having said that every movie, I don't we sound like first time parents or what? (laughs) (laughs) Every movie I've seen in theaters since she's been born. I liked it maybe more than I would have. Okay. Yeah. Before, because it's like there's no distractions. I yeah. can just watch the movie and fully get into it. So, um, having said that, we're watching this movie and I'm like, hey, pretty good theater audience. Hey, pretty good theater hey. audience. Um, there was one point where people were talking. People a bunch. were having a full on conversation a couple rows back. Yeah, which I didn't really catch. Um, yeah. Until you you pointed it out, but then the post credit scene happens. And in this post-credit scene, we have, you know, the uh, Monica mm-hmm. is like now in another reality. And we hear these footsteps, these loud boo, boo, boo. And my impression was no one was excited for this movie. All of a sudden, the crowd's kind of like, oh, people uh, were freaking uh, out. Huh? And then I heard this boom, boom, boom. And my first thought, which really actually doesn't make any sense, was, are you serious? This is how they're going to bring the thing. Why would it not make sense? Because he's not a scientist. Oh, he's not. No. What is he? Just a he's the Joe Schmo guy. Yeah, he's like he's like the heart of the team. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, who's always like Reed? Shut up about your science. Say it in English, kind of guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, but my first thought was like, you're bringing in the thing this way to the MCU, and as a 
Fantastic Four fan, I was so mad. <laughs> Which, looking back, I'm like, uh-oh, Micah, you gotta cool it a little yeah. bit. Don't be that much of a nerd. Um, And then you see these, like, blue footsteps, and then you see it's Beast from uh, X-Men. X-Men. Now, it's not Nicholas Holt Beast. No, it's... It's not a new Beast. So, wait, wait, wait. It's going on. He's talking. I I don't. Hold on, hold on. I don't like hear anything he's saying. Uh huh. Because then I just turn to Mike and I'm like, they got Kelsey Grammer. (laughs) (laughs) That's bananas. Kelsey Grammer from X Men: The Last Stand. Uh huh. Uh, in pretty bad CG, which I'll only grant them this: the post credit scenes, the effects are never that great. True. True. And but a bad decision. True. Uh, the ma- the costume makeup he's in in the movie the what is it like Last Stand yeah it's great it looks amazing but yeah. like you said even I'm sure it was not even an option they weren't even going to attempt doing a costume and then part of that was probably they knew that Kelsey Grammer would say there's no way in hell I'm going through <laughs> that again oh baby I hear so the blues he didn't are look great let's get over it by the time it comes around I guess for him to be in a movie it'll be fine I mean we, we're all fine with Hulk we, we all swallow yeah. it so yeah well th- the the difference for me on Hulk though is like you, you actually can't make Hulk you can't do you can't, a practical no Hulk you can't you can't but, but I'm good. saying we, we've been watching a lot of CGI characters in this yeah. series so we'll we'll get used to it yeah but uh and he doesn't look worse than Beast looked in the X-Men movies. No. The, uh, the Nicholas Holt beast. No. Those looked way worse than yeah. this. Funny enough. Um, so he comes in and he's like, hey, it looks like you're recovering. And then... There was a Jack Russell with him. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Niles comes in. And uh, yeah, I this was just one of the funniest things I've ever experienced in a theater. And Jordan, and I, it made the whole experience worth it. Like we hadn't even said what we think about the Marvels. I'm so glad we went and saw it at two o'clock on a Friday, the night it came out because of this. Yeah. Because then, so you already have this reveal of, okay, X-Men character from like the Brian Singer X-Men movies. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. Not really to me, but I get it. People are kind of freaking out in the theater. And not then, kind of people are, people are like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, people are making so many noises. And then he says, okay, well, I'll have to make sure that Charles talks to you. Now, to me, like, already the impact of X-Men has hit. I get it. Mm-hmm. So that reaction is like, yeah, okay. Of course. That Charles. makes sense. Yeah. Someone in the theater, I think several rows up, you think several rows back, goes, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> but they say it like they heard, you know, Patrick Stewart off screen be like, hello, you know? And he goes, Charles? Like, like, where are you, buddy? Come out. <laughs> and it was, it was just, it's so hard to express how it was. But oh, it was, we were laughing so hard. I could just imagine this person saying this. And they didn't sound like a kid, by the way. Yeah. They sounded like they were probably in their 20s. Yeah. I could, I could imagine them, like you said, like a dog that, that you said, you know, ball or something. And they're looking all over the place. <laughs> Charles? <laughs> and it was so funny. It was awesome. And then you and I proceeded to spend too much time discussing what that means. Yeah. About oh, wait, the reality another, of a universe. Before we get into that, why did they have this was not post credit? Yeah, they d- actually didn't have a post credit. This was why, the mid credit. But why wasn't because then we do have a mid credit um with Kamala and Hawkeye. Um That was in the movie. See, why wasn't one of those the mid credit and then the other one the post post credit? 
That's what they should have done, yeah. That's what they always do. I don't know why they didn't. Are, are they like no so, one's sitting around eight minutes anymore to see here's, it? Here's my suspicion. They're very worried about the the reception of this movie. Yeah. And I think the Kamala Khan scene, which was actually kind of fun. I think it doesn't work in the context of the movie. It works in the context of a post credit scene. Okay. I think they wanted to front load that because they want to start showing people, no, no, no we have a plan, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. So that's what Before I think Before they happened. leave the theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I really think that's that's what happened. Okay. The funny thing is this whole movie is the culmination of all their TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the lesson is don't do this anymore. Yeah. Don't make us do all this homework. Yeah. Um, and then this will be the first and last time they really do it like this. Hmm. Okay. That is my hope. Yeah. And I think they learned that lesson, but they also kind of screwed themselves. Yeah. The only thing that sucked about that scene to stay at the end of this movie is Kate Bishop and Kamala Khan being together. I was like, oh, I wish that was this movie. I know. Yeah. Because those actors are so um, charismatic. charismatic. Yeah. And so exciting. Yeah. That it's like a whole movie. If it was just them two doing like a low level crime or something. Or yeah, you have them fun. two and then you still have your, like your secondary character is still like an Avenger. So you still kind of have something tying sure. you to it. Like in No Way Home, you had Doctor yeah. Strange kind of like. I mean, honestly, have well, well, actually, Jeremy Renner with this accident probably couldn't have, but I think no. he's recovered now, which is good. Yeah, but like, if you had Renner and yeah. then Haley Steinsfield and uh, Steinfeld, Steinfeld and and uh, Kamala Khan, that's a movie I would want to see. Yeah, um, I would watch that, even though I didn't like the Hawkeye show, but yeah. I liked Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, I thought she was great. Well, the Hawkeye show was that show sucked. They that, just well, that show was another fumbled one. the ball. The the first like two episodes were pretty dang good. Great, yeah. And then it was like this is cool, but pretty quick into that show, it was like what's happening. Well, and and I again to to hit to harp on this, there's like there's just people have a misunderstanding of tone, and sometimes I feel crazy mm-hmm. for like how obvious things should be. That like the Hawkeye show should have been like the comic series that they were basing it on. Okay. Low level. Okay. And it's like like in the dirty griminess. You know what I mean? Like all pretty much you could do all of it practically. If if you did that oh. that comic book like panel for panel, you wouldn't really need many uh, effects. I I read the run that they based it on. Oh, okay. It's great. Oh. It's so awesome. Okay. Um Is it funny? It is funny. It's like that sardonic humor of yeah. like, I woke up with a hangover again. Yeah. And now I got to fight these guys that just broke into my with house. With a kid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's a it's a great run if you, I'd encourage people to read it. He doesn't it. die in the show, does he? Um, No, he didn't die. He just is done, right? Pretty I don't even much. know if he was done. Well, I, I thought the whole point was she's the new Hawkeye. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Um. But but what they do with all of these shows, and and they do this with the movies too. Sometimes it's like that should just be low level. It should be lower budgeted, like I talked about earlier in this episode. And and you shouldn't get to a point where you're shooting like arrows that shoot like pink goop mm-hmm. and are like CGI spectacles. It should just be arrows. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe some blow up. Some of them are whatever. Mm-hmm. But this should be. It's I just don't understand. Especially when the like comics need to don't give even it all do of that. us now. Give give us everything now. Yeah, they they like, have to do to, and an epic, even if battle. it hurts the story. Yeah, yeah, because that that show could have been great, and and I think that's why in Loki it all works because it is cosmic. So when they are doing 
wacky stuff. It doesn't feel out of place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. The tone is so off on some of these things. But yeah. anyway, the movie. Let's yes. get into the movie. Yeah. Um, how does it start? So it starts with a, um, of a scene of Bittenbinder, the bad guy. Darbin. Darbin. Um, Bittenbinder is the uh, John Mulaney uh, oh, the, <laughs> cop the, that, that yeah. talked to his class. You will um, be kidnapped <laughs> when you are. <laughs> you punch out a headlight and you can wave at cars. Uh, so Darbin is uh, like lands on a planet and finds this. Um, oh, a, a bangle. Bangle. And that's the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And now I'm just got a sidetrack on this. No shade to the actress who plays Darbin. I just think, and this was a big thing I talked about in Ant-Man, the costume and design of her, way off. Yeah, just boring. It just didn't, much like in Ant-Man, you saw these characters and they didn't actually look like they were from anything specific or did anything specific. It's just like, it looked like, hey, we grabbed a couple of costumes off of the rack and put them on you. So, I'm looking at the character yeah. The comic book. Way cooler. Show as it pay. often is. Yeah. Um, well, now I'm trying to make sure I'm seeing the right thing. I can't tell if it's originally a guy or not, but like this is one that I pulled up. Great. So Looks much so cooler. cool. Hard to describe. Just Google it, yeah. chef. But um <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I I think that the performance was fine. But like kind of how kind of how we talked about it, where it's just like it just it felt such like a MacGuffin. Yeah. Therefore, I didn't really care about any of it. What I I saw a very funny letterbox review where someone said when when she got stabbed at the end of the movie. Yeah. They thought to themselves, wouldn't it be funny if this was just the end of the movie? And then all caps. And then it was the end of the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that this movie does. Not well. I don't yeah. know. Uh, like like we've talked about, so this movie's an hour 45. I think that's great. Of course, like you had mentioned and everything, like it, sound, it seems like there needed to be like 20 more minutes to explain Absolutely. some yeah. things. I agree with that. But I also feel like if this movie was any longer, I would have hated it. Yes. And I um, agree with that as therefore, well. Therefore, <laughs> this movie was very much like conflict. We solved it. Next thing. Conflict. We solved that one. Oh. oh okay. Next thing. Conflict. That's okay. You're fine. We solved it. Conflict it was so easy. I just felt like there wasn't much of a struggle at any point in <laughs> no. time. And I, I just, the, the writing felt so weak because we find out that, I'm skipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, We're jumping like, around. You find out at a certain point that Carol slash Captain Marvel like basically killed an entire planet or, yeah. or is like responsible for the destruction of this planet. And... And did that happen in Captain Marvel, or was it assumed off-screen? I think that was off-screen. Okay. Which, also, not very clear. Should have yeah. made it clear. That should have been, like, the whole, like, emotional crux to this thing. Yes. For her. Um, and so, she's responsible for this whole thing, and then we get to this point in the movie where she, like, admits to it, to the other yeah. two. And their response is basically, like, it's okay. <laughs> I, I know. We know that's not your heart. And we can fix it. It's gonna be Okay. Yeah, and potentially, then Marvel is like, potentially billions have died because of her. And she's yeah. like, you know what? You're right. Or will die, are going to die. Yeah. And Captain Marvel's <laughs> like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Let's there, go. There was a there was a scene in this movie, and, and we'll come back around to it, that felt a little bit like, I, I don't know if you've had this experience, listener, with like a, like friends or something, where maybe they're talking about problems, and maybe 
it's like something bad they did. And yeah. everyone just agrees to be like, hey, live your truth, man. It's okay. Yeah. There was a scene in this movie that really felt like that. And I was like, I know that that's kind of a prevailing thought in culture, but like responsibility. Taking responsi- is, responsibility is for, for your actions. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we don't have to just yes, man, everything here. Um, so like, <sighs> yeah, emotionally, I don't think this movie really works. No. Um, but again, I guess to put also, it, wait, sorry. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica's character, it, there, there's a lot of tension between her and Car- Carol and you find like, you find out almost by accident is how it feels where she's like, you never came back. Uh-huh. And Carol's like, I'm sorry. And then Monica's like, it's okay. Yeah. It and seems like they just keep going. It seems on like the they story. just kind of dropped it. They Absolutely. were like, and and it's, it's too like, complicated to figure out. That's emotional <laughs> crux of the movie. And then the, yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, the person with the biggest arc was the cat. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Goober or something? Goon? Goose. Goose, yeah. But yeah. Talk to me, Goose. Um, yeah, so I guess my headline is this movie's perfectly fine. It's not as bad as I bet you're going to hear it is. Yeah. It's also not as good as I bet you're going to hear it is. It is not offensive. You know yeah, what I it's, mean? It's a complete. Ant-Man was offensive. Yes. It's it, a, it insulted your intelligence watching it. I felt that, yes. Yeah. This is a completely inoffensive five out of 10 movie. Waste two hours at the theaters. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Or wait till it's on Disney Plus and feel fine after watching it. Yeah. Like, I, I really think that it's it's fine because yeah. I bet people are going to really rail up against this movie. And it's just not that we're not worth the energy to no. be that mad about it. Because uh, Kam- Kamala Khan, uh, best character, best performance. Yeah. Um, family best characters yeah best performances they're all so funny i didn't watch miss marvel the show um and i still probably won't but after seeing the movie it's like oh i bet their whole dynamic which you have told me is the best part of the show and and i actually don't rem- i don't remember them fumbling the ball on that show i, I thought you said that they did by l- last episode. They, they might have they might have but i, I kind of can't remember yeah um I feel like that show is worth watching of the shows. Okay. Um, yeah. And, I and probably I, won't. No, no, no. I, I probably won't I mean, get around to it. But yeah. yeah. But but again, I, I when we so when we were watching this movie and you're hanging out with Kamala Khan, I was just like, it is such a disservice that this character, like that show, was not a two hour movie. Yeah. Um, I think it just would have been better. Yeah. Would um, it have felt like Marvel's Shazam? You know what I mean? In a way, yeah. That kind of, well, and and kind of just like a, it's almost like a, you know, like a Spider Man. Yeah. You know, like that first Spider Man movie, how fresh that felt with like the characters yep. and all that stuff. It would have been like that, but maybe even like a little bit younger audience. Yeah. And not and not in a bad way. Yeah. But like you you could have done like a Miss Marvel show for like that was like PG. Yep. And and like good. Yeah. Um, but I, th- no. I think they still could if they wanted to. Yeah. Don't don't do another show. Do, Make a movie, yeah, and and I the I feel like prevailing. Everyone's like she's so good, so I I hope they don't, you know, nix the character any like put her on the back burner yeah. or something. I know I yeah. So she I I do like the whole angle of she is like obsessed with Captain Marvel and like fantasizes yeah, being yeah. best friends with her. That whole like introducing her character and the little comic that she made. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, and then getting into the movie. So then pretty early on, we find out the whole like switching using powers thing. Yeah. So they're all connected because that other bangle was activated? No, oh. I don't think it was that. Then how because, are their powers intertwined? Well, 
Uh, I think it is related to that bangle. Well, I just know that it it happened when um, Monica touched that broken portal. Well, Darbin, I can't believe that's the character's name, um, is is like ripping portals open. Yeah. And irrevocably, like damaging them. Yeah. <laughs> to, to basically like bring resources to their planet, I guess. Which is a cool idea. I like that. Y- you know what? They Okay. Another thing that that I think they really missed with this. So this villain is an absolute nothing villain. And we'll we'll come back to what you're saying. I'm sorry, but I just don't want to forget this thought. There's two things I want to say about her. Number one, she so she is the is it the predecessor afterward? What, what the word predecessor or the successor? Mm-hmm. She is the successor of Ronan the Accuser. What do you mean? Like Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy is no longer in the picture. He died in Guardians. Is he a Cree? Yeah, he's Cree, and oh, he's the accuser. Why is he blue? Um. That I don't know. Oh, okay. But in this movie, it's implied that she's the predecessor. She mentioned, or the successor. Blue? She mentions. I'm tired him. of all these aliens just being humans. I know. I know. Get, I, I know it takes a lot of makeup and stuff, and it's cool that they just like went for it with the scrolls. Like they all look cool. Yeah, all the scrolls look awesome. Yeah. But these people just are humans, right? I know. I know. <laughs> but I, I just feel like there's something there, and the movie just kind of like mentions, like, yeah, my successor like failed, and now I'm doing stuff. Or my predecessor. I keep on getting those words mixed Wait, up. Wait, but sorry. I thought Jude Law was a Cree. Um, yeah. Because wasn't Carol a Cree? Or she's yeah. not, but she was? Yeah. She's not, though, right? Like she, She's a human. She's a but human. But she was, like, raised by Cree. That's what it is. And, yeah. But, but yeah, Ronan is... Uh, wow, that. I don't remember that. But she just... They don't ever say his name, but I'm like, that's something. Are you sure? I'm positive. I okay, am positive. Okay, so let me just get this Because there were also blue people there. Uh, there was a couple people that looked more like Ronan that were that were in her posse that you'd see occasionally. In like, what movie? This movie. The I don't believe you. Yes. Um, or maybe just... Okay, more, let me but, get this right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ronan uh, is... I kind of feel bad that I know this. Isn't he, like, kind of working for Thanos and Guardians? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then they, like, best him. And then we get to Captain Marvel, who's raised by Kree. And remember, she Ronan kind of, is in that movie. Huh? He is. So you got a bunch of humans, then you got a blue jabron there? Yeah. What? And he's in that movie, and he he's trying to fight the scrolls. So this conflict with the scrolls that's in this movie <sighs> is, you know, decades long. Well, yeah, I maybe centuries that. They long. keep talking about it. They won't shut up about it. They're obsessed. <laughs> um Okay, so she's a, raised by Kree, but, you know, discovers she's human. Yeah. <laughs> that We have that whole movie, becomes Captain Marvel. And because apparently... Didn't fi- you get all that with the really fast flashback that kind of well, confused to. me? So discovering the whole, like, what the Kree have been doing, which I don't remember what they've been doing, is... Well, I guess the, they're trying to destroy the scroll. I guess that is Captain Marvel. That's what that movie's about. Yeah. Um, she's like, wow, my, the people who have raised me are evil. I have to destroy them. Well, she finds out the super intelligence... Which is Annette Benning? Yes. Okay. Is like bad. I don't remember why. Um, and mind you folks, in case you're forgetting, I like the movie Captain Marvel. I think it's a good one. Um, but then she goes back and in between this movie and that movie, she destroys the super intelligence, which ruins their planet. Oh, so she didn't think it would ruin the planet. Yeah, she was just trying to control this this force that was uh, predestining the choices of everyone on that planet. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay. Um, so she did not intend. No, she this. did. Okay. So that then Ronan helps. is dead, and uh, Dibbler 
is Denbar, now or Danmar is Darbin. now uh, Dagmar. Yeah, is, is now the uh, the accuser because it's like a role. It's like a position. Oh, oh, so she has his hammer. Yes. Okay, because I thought it looked familiar. But don't you think they should have done something with that? Like my my predecessor like did all of these things and i'm gonna make things right or I, i'm like yeah 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 i live in his you shadow what, though, or something that like is that. a long walk that was so long ago the whole ronin stuff that i think that a lot of viewers would be like who and i mean maybe him? you're right and like whim I, I think it would i think that's confusing okay maybe you're right personally just, personally there, i can't wrap my head around nothing it. for the villain for no. me to get excited about the villain well this is why it's, it's just the the problem that she's trying to correct is just not that interesting because I've seen it in a million different ways. So this is yeah. just one more way I'm seeing that they're they're right. just trying to fight for their planet. Fine, you, you get a little bit of sympathy for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's too much. The movie's too short because there's like a moment where it seems like the scrolls are like, "Let bygones be bygones. Let's try and help each other." Yeah. And then she's like, "Psych! I'm taking your guys's resources." Right. And, and it is a little like. Who are you? What's <laughs> right. happening? I know. So that that's part of like why the movie's too short. With and it. maybe ten minutes extra with her and like living in the shadow of Ronan, one of the coolest design characters in the universe so far, would be interesting. I don't know. Hmm. But maybe you're right. That I, I mean, I there is something to be said for this movie's already expecting you to remember like three TV shows worth of like villains and an old movie that came out like four or five years ago. I mean, I couldn't even remember how Monica got her powers. Yeah, I did. I mean, they, they do pretty early on in the movie. They, she steals like, this is what happened to me. And it's like, Oh, okay, good. I mean, I, I was a little worried they weren't going to tell us (laughs) and I was just going to have to be like, I guess she had powers the whole time. But even at the beginning when Miss Marvel did like her comic book thing, I, I just thought like, and, and maybe you can speak to this. I just thought like, if you haven't watched the show, what are you thinking right now? Well, I don't know how she got the bangle. Yeah. I mean, I, she does say in the movie, like her grandma sent it to her. And part of that is on me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And it, it has to be good enough for me because I didn't watch the show. No, but that she just has this bangle. But, but wait, this is what I don't get because I didn't watch the show, but you didn't even have an answer to these questions. No. So questions that I had for her were like at some point in the movie late into the movie she she gets her bangle removed the bad guy gets it and she yeah. has both of them and then she's still doing powers come on la and yeah. it's like i thought the bangle gave her the powers or does it awaken something within her See, and now that the, she doesn't have the bangle she doesn't need it to awaken her powers but then and then <laughs> and then the bad guy has both of them and they're like it's gonna kill you you can't use them and then she uses both of them and she just disintegrates and dies so dumb yeah and then they're like kamala you keep both bangles someone just died having both of them but we think you can handle it this teenager i don't just know. gets both doesn't it stand to reason that she'll use both of them and just die yeah so, so here's here's two things. Again, I'm going back to... T- I never stood the second thing about the villain, by the way. But two things on this. Number one, this movie's really bad at rules. Because yeah. uh, it's like they they play fast and loose. So whenever, and it's confusing. Whenever between the three of them uses their powers, it teleports the other one. Like, they change. I'm, I'm holding up a tally of the things I had to go back <laughs> they, to. They, Keep like, going, they switch places. But what's confusing is sometimes it seems like they're able to use their powers and nothing happens. And then like the next second they use their yeah. powers again and they change I and don't they get never that. land no. on that. Even there's even a whole montage dedicated to them figuring it out 
Uh-huh. And they kind of were like, got it. But then like the next <laughs> yeah. fight scene, again, th- one of them uses powers, doesn't switch. Do they have to be using them at the same time? They did establish that. Well, maybe that's the answer to my question. It was just confusing, though, because yeah. it seems like, oh, Captain Marvel's flying around like this whole battle and there's like battles throughout the movie and they're switching, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, what? So is it only when she activates a certain power? Well, maybe it is when they like more than what, like they both have to be using it at the same time. I mean, they did say that, but there's times when they are using power, like they're using power, like they're both flying at the same time. And it's like, so that power doesn't count. Oh, cause yeah, like, cause they both have to use light to like, that's their power source, right? Like that's how they fly yeah. or whatever. And then there's times when like, Miss Marvel's using her like light shooting power and they're flying the other two. I don't get it. And then I also don't get where several times Monica like explains what all of them can do. And she's like, <laughs> Kamala, you can bend light. Carol, you can use it. I see it. And it's like, okay, you see it, but you also are using it too. <laughs> I don't get how her powers work at all. <laughs> I don't know. Very confusing. So, uh, Oh, I forgot one of them. Because you were talking about, oh, oh, this is the other thing. You you said, you know, it's on me. I didn't know about Miss Marvel. That's not how movies work. I know. You should not be required. like To a, do homework. Yeah, and, and it should enhance your viewing, sure. But like... But to become dependent. And Yes, and people will disagree with me on this. I know this. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a wild movie that people, a lot of people don't think is good. Uh, Wanda, all of her stuff, if you haven't seen Vision, WandaVision, it, it still makes sense. And you can, like, still make sense of it, and you can track it. Okay. I, in my opinion. Okay. People I would just disagree with me time, on that. So I just don't really remember. But but that's that's what I think. And, yeah. like, it works within that movie. And then if you watch WandaVision, it enhances that. Okay. That's, that's how that relationship should work. It should not be like, well, I don't even know who this character oh, is or yeah. how they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to reintroduce him in the movie. That's how this goes. Yeah. Second thing about um, Dubis yeah. is that, um, and I might be stepping in it here a little bit, but uh, I hope people will catch what I'm trying to say, is I do think, and I'm not sure about this, but it feels like within Marvel and superhero movies, there's maybe a fear to have um, black people as villains. Okay. Um, and beyond that, black women as villains. It doesn't happen very often. And so I did find it kind of interesting and kind of cool that there was like a diverse villain that wasn't white guy. Okay. Um, because it that that's what a lot of times it is. Yeah. I, I think it's it is getting spread out a little bit more, but it reminds me of, and I've never seen this movie, but the original Candyman got flack when it came out because the bad guy was black. Okay. And the guy was like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm glad I was in this movie and I liked being the villain and villains should be allowed to be black. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's like a weird like anti-racism that kind of yeah. can become racism yeah. where it's like, yeah. well, we want to make sure none of the black characters are bad. Yeah. And and it's like, I get the sentiment, but they should also be allowed to be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how equality works. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I step in it? I think that makes sense. I think so. It was just kind of like, oh, you like don't see... You, uh, you do not see a black woman as a bad guy in a Marvel movie. Besides Ant-Man. Besides Ant-Man, which kind of doesn't count because I don't think that movie exists. Well, yeah, I'll agree <laughs> with you there. 
You, you don't have a black woman that uh, that doesn't disappear, and that's her power is not appearing. <laughs> also sucking as a character. <laughs> so the first fight scene, getting into that. Yeah. Um, I liked that sequence. I thought this sequence was great, actually. Yeah. Um, because you have this thing where, like, Miss Marvel's in her home, and Captain Marvel's on this weird planet, and then... Uh, Monica. Monica is at this portal, and they're all switching bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, when their bodies, powers bodies, bodies. activate, yes, yes. Um, and so I thought the action was pretty good. The action was very cool. It was a fun, funny scene. It was kind of. It reminded me of like the action in Aquaman. You remember, okay. like when they were in the house and Nicole Kidman was fighting the little yeah. Aquaman people. Yeah. Very like. You know, like fake wonnery kind of stuff. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, uh, her family was hilarious during it. Yeah, and you're and you're just getting a lot of good hygiene. Like, I I did feel like this movie to to give it a praise um, more so than a lot of the movies. I, I know I'm still a little like squirrely about what all their powers do, but I do feel like it was like Miss Marvel did did this the whole movie this power yeah. purple rock thing and then uh monica did like i'm a little confused about her powers but you'd see her like go through stuff and, yeah and yeah. kind of phase so it's like okay i get no, that their powers did specific things that like other ones powers couldn't do yeah yeah and and i i think a lot of times when marvel has more than one character in a movie they it's kind of like just who can punch more yeah and i i don't feel like this movie actually fell into that trap which would have been pretty easy but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I give him credit on that. Yeah. But yeah, they have this big old fight. Um, it, it's it's a fun dynamic that Miss Marvel is enamored with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they kind of spoiled like all of her jokes, it seemed, <laughs> in the trailer. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So like when she saw Nick Fury for the first time and she's like, is this an Avengers test? I yeah. feel like I would have thought that was really funny if I hadn't seen it eight yeah. times already, you know? Yeah, I agree. I get it. They're trying to get people to come. Yeah. That's nobody's fault. But but there was just a lot of those scenes where she was so good and it was like you know, like when Goose ate the people and she's like, Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, but I've already seen that yeah. thirty times, you yeah. know. The number keeps going. Well the going movie's up. not very long. I guess the tra- trailers just covered too much. I I guess so. <laughs> um, but then they kind of all wind up at Kamala Khan's house. They all pretty much wind up back where they started. Which I didn't, that was one of those things where it like. Oh, convenient. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, I guess that's over. They're back where they need to go. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was like the fight is over. Bad guys have been bested and they all happen to be back where they started. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, well, that was a funny thing too. Cause I, I figured like when the movie's going and they're switching powers, I'm like, okay, first act is going to be them like figuring out where they are. Yeah. And then, like, second act, they'll, like, find Nick Fury or Nick Fury will find them, and then they'll get together. And and they just kind of skipped that step, which I feel like could have been more interesting a little bit if, like, yeah. you know, she's she gets on the space station. And then, you know, Captain Marvel's stuck at Kamala Khan's house, and she's like, why am I here? And, and confu- you know, I don't know. No, I agree. I think that would be better. That would be much better. It's kind of like, I know they're not a group yet, but, you know, one of the best things you can do is split up the group. Uh-huh. And see how they interact with other things. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it was more important for us to see them together. Right. But uh, for, in, in the in the writer's opinion. 
when again, I th- I think we're just going to keep coming up on this that it's like there's just stuff that's kind of like it it's as if the writers of the movie were kind of like you've seen all these before whatever. And and instead of it being like I don't know, that can be like subversive and good where it's like, "Oh, you've seen the origin or whatever, so we're just going to start the movie." You know, that that yep. kind of stuff works, but I feel like for this movie it almost felt like a carelessness about the content. Yes. of the story. Yes. was a little bit just like and character development. Yeah, where it's like, you've just seen all these, doesn't matter, you know, it goes to this scene, remember? <laughs> I do, I thought it was funny when, so after all of it, Monica and, what's his name? Samuel. Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury show up to their their house, um, and they're like showing them the file that they have on her, and Cabal yeah. is like, why is this see-through if it's high, if it's like confidential? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, yeah, that, that got me. Yeah, that was good. That was um, good. But they're kind of explaining what they think is happening. And then where do they go from there? Oh, oh yeah. and then like they, they switch bodies again, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. And then Miss Marvel is like, well, flying they, through the air. And... But then Kamala's falling through the air. Cause she can't, because they switch bodies, blah, blah, blah. They figure it out. Yeah. Um, they end up all being on the ship together. Yeah. Um, get up to like the space station. I do like, I did think the elevator up to the space station was a very clever sci-fi thing. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. I I, I thought, th- I liked that. Yeah, I liked um, that too. Yeah. So her family is with Nick Fury the whole time. Just because they insisted on it. Because they insisted Which on I, it. Which I like, I like. I Yeah, I thought that was funny. funny. Um, And then... The the three Marvels are together, and they're f- trying to figure out what Darbin's up to. <laughs> I had already forgotten the name again. <laughs> yeah, and Darbin Well, is... first they're trying to figure out what their powers are, and like we talked about, they do this montage that's like, okay, they're getting a handle Montage, on good. How it works. They kind of figure out why it's happening. I don't really remember, slash, I just feel like it wasn't very clear. But well, they just kind of figure out point. that when they use powers at the same time, then you can't, they switch. You can't do that. Then they switch when they use well, powers we, at the same time. We know that, bro. We, what we don't know is why it's happening. Is what no, yeah. Remember. They just said they're entangled, I think, is what they said. Oh, really? Is that what they said? I think that's what they said. Ugh, I, I will say, like, and, and another knock on the movie, I, I just feel like all of the exposition and all of the all of that that they had to deliver was very clunky. Oh my gosh, it was awful. It was so bad because we, this all happened off screen, like we already talked about, but Captain Marvel like decimated a planet and that's why our bad guy has motive. And by the time we figure out what, like why the bad guy's doing what the bad guy's doing, Carol's like, it's my fault. And they're all like, it's fine. Right, right. There's no like reckoning with it. And then same, like we already talked about with uh, Monica has beef with Carol because she never came back for her. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like, well, now that I got it out, I guess I'm okay. And it's yeah. like, it's okay to have actual conflict though. We're, we're not like at right. this point, like, like for a good story, you got to have actual conflict, not this whole, like we're mature people and we've just figured it out and we have a handle on our emotions. Yeah. Is how, is how it almost kind of felt. You know what I mean? I think it's just poor writing. Yeah, it it felt like I I don't know. I guess I already expressed how I felt about that yeah. earlier in this episode. Yeah, but um, but they go to a singing planet. Oh, that's not even close to yet. Can we get there? <laughs> no, uh, because uh, Dilbert 
he or she, Dilbert, goes to um, the office. The office. Crooked. Oh, we can't arrow talk about. Tie. I don't think we can talk about Dilbert anymore. Oh, right. Why? I think the cartoon has gotten big trouble a year or two ago. Well, we talked about Brian Singer movies, so I think we can still <laughs> talk about Dilbert. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, uh, Durbin, she is out there really close actually i know i know i'm just trying to find other please let's go let's get through this uh uh, (laughs) (laughs) she attacks like the scroll planet that's like oh the big the big thing so she goes to them and she's trying to create peace with them yeah and see this this i feel like just wasn't established very well because they're kind of like okay i guess we gotta like side with you why did she need to do it at all she doesn't seem like uh she she you know she really seems like she's trying to do whatever she can do for the betterment of her people. Uh-huh. She doesn't really seem malicious. I know there's like centuries old like beef with the scrolls. Yeah. But it just felt weird that they have this whole summit to talk about this thing. And then the scrolls are like, okay, fine. We'll let bygones be bygones. You guys can come here. We'll figure it out together. And then she's like, awesome. And I'm going to rip open this portal and destroy you guys. But what, I mean, at least this is what I got from the implication of the movie. Sure. Is then Captain Marvel shows up to help. And then Dilbert says, oh, okay, you went back on your promise because now she showed up. So now I'm going to attack you guys. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I'm just I, I mean, I, remembering. I feel like she would have done it either way. Yeah. But, but it was just one of those things where it's like, what? Like, why did you write it this way? That's confusing. Yeah. Um, so they're taking their atmosphere. Yeah. And now here's something I again I will I will give credit where credit is due. I think that's a cool idea that that you want to take the atmosphere and like the sun and the water from other planets. Yeah, I don't really get how it works, but I don't really need to know. No, no, no. It's just you're using a portal to do it. It's gobbledygook. Yeah. You know, we've seen a magic uh, a jewel glove that killed half the population, so that's yeah. fine with me. Um I, I just, I, I think that that was kind of a fun idea. Um, if it wasn't this lame of a villain, I, I think I yeah. would have really enjoyed it. Okay. So then then they're trying to save all of the scrolls, who, as you mentioned, look great because it's all uh, makeup. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and see, this this is a, was another like character thing that was really poorly done where Miss Marvel wants to save more, but she's being told not to use her powers because they keep switching. Okay, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. all of that works. And then Captain Marvel goes, we can't save anymore. And kind of yells at her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the next scene, or, like, later in the movie, yeah, she's she like... said, I'm sorry. Like, sorry I yelled at you. And she's like, it's okay. Yeah, there wasn't this whole, like... Because that would be a perfect moment for Ms. Marvel to see her idols like shatter before her very eyes. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And where it, it's like, you're not who I thought you were. You couldn't, you like didn't save everybody. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? And then I have this whole struggle Yeah, of her reckoning with, she put her on a pedestal and she shouldn't have because she's not perfect. Yeah. And, and they reckon with it like in a sentence and kind of, cause yeah, she, everything's dealt with in a sentence. Yeah. She was literally like, I, sorry that I didn't give you space to be a real human. And that's it. That's all that's that was it. said on the matter. Yeah. That is bad. No, it it is it is pretty bad yeah. writing. Um I I yeah, and, and 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 I guess what I like I don't know, it just makes me think again of Spider-Man because that's who I know the best. But it it just feels like if Spider-Man was in that same situation 
he would either A, figure out a way to save them, or it would be this earth-shattering thing where either the lesson of the movie is, Spider-Man, you're wrong, we can't save everybody, or he teaches the the Captain Marvel, like, you can save everybody. Yeah. You just have to figure out how. Yeah. And so it's it's it was kind of like, sorry, just a bunch of those scrolls had to die. Yeah. That's how it goes. And and I get if that's the lesson you want to teach the young naive superhero, you can do that. Uh but it it felt kind of flippant, I really. Guess, I guess yeah, all of this was a little unrelatable because it all everything was wrapped up so neatly and so quickly that it wasn't like a if, if this was a conflict for Miss Marvel and and seeing this, you know, it makes you like makes you think like what role models have I had that were shattered for me because yeah. I saw them at their at a low point for them. Yeah. And you know what I mean by relatable? It's just like all this is just taken care of so quickly. I feel like I there's know. nothing to learn from it. No, I don't. I don't. There's not like a. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't feel and like. It's just people don't. I guess the biggest thing is people don't. People aren't like this. Yeah. What was that? That was our neighbor. Oh, okay. I thought that was Talia. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's just this is just it's not. Humans are more sinful than that. Right. Right. For a million reasons, not to say that things can't be wrapped up in a bow, but like we've already said, it's like, it's just quite simply makes it a better story if it was more of a conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk more about the conflict between uh, Monica and Carol, Um, because I I feel like this is, this is a good example of the limitations of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, an interconnected universe. Because in this movie, they kind of just have to make up a reason why Captain Marvel never came back to Earth to help out because they've made all these movies where no Captain Marvel has existed. Oh, yeah. And it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, she had this friend and this family. And then she just kind of says this thing like, I just thought that like I needed to take care of stuff. It's kind of all she gives us a reason why she was gone. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think it works in Endgame. Mostly because it's also the writers acknowledge this, but the writers are basically like, we had to just write Captain Marvel out of the movie because it was an Avengers movie. It was about the core team. Yeah. You know, so they're like, she's exploring the outer reaches of space, whatever. Like, yeah. now she's off. Um, and I feel like in this movie, too, it's it's kind of that where if the universe wasn't interconnected, you wouldn't have to worry about this problem. Does she know that she got blipped? Uh, no, I think she finds that out in this movie. Um, very undramatically. Or maybe she didn't. Cause, so she does come back to her. We find out, because they use this memory thing and it sends it to Monica, that that she did talk to her mom when she had cancer and her mom's like, take care of Goose. You gotta take care of Not Goose. Goose. Goose is the cat. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. Oh, okay. Which I also th- felt was weird because I was like, shouldn't she be telling her to take care of Monica? And she's like, you gotta take care of Goose. I'm not making this up. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I can't do it. And then she's like, okay, I'll do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just kind of like... Well, I guess she does. She has the cat. No, I, I know. It just... it just Again, I, I think... You know, I, I won't... I will blame this movie because they could have written that better, but I do think that's just an example of, like, why, why it can be hard to do an interconnected universe because you introduce this character in the 90s. In mm-hmm. the 1990s is when she came to Earth. Mm-hmm. And then you have to come up with a reason why she hasn't been there for all of the major events. Yeah. Until Endgame. 
Yeah. So like 30 years. I think they could have written it better for this movie where she still is gone, even if we don't see I, it. Yeah, I and, do and think like, so. And like to give Monica a stronger reason to be upset with her after all this time. Well, especially when like her mom died of cancer and, well, yeah. and she got blipped and her mom died while she was blipped. Right. Yeah. So she came back and, and her was, mom was and her gone. mom was gone. And that, there's just a lot of baggage there yeah. that she could have not, that she could have unresolved. And then with Carol coming back into her life, it like brings up all of that terribleness that she has not, maybe not, worked through yet yeah and has been avoiding to work through and Carol, like just by the presence of carol being back is like forcing forcing her to reckon with that stuff yeah well and what a waste well and and it's that weird it's that weird problem that movies sometimes have where it's like the main character i mean this is this captain marvel 2 yeah and the main character with the reasons you've given me I think Monica by the end of this movie should be mad at her and not like her and not have her involved in her life because that what you laid out to me as that audience member is that she is a bad friend and she is a bad family member, which of course people can be nuanced. Yeah. She could be that, but I think by the end you're supposed to be like, great, they're back together and they're friends. And I'm thinking like, no, like why would you want that person to be in your life? She might just leave again because she didn't think she could be around and leave for another 30 years. Yeah. Why would you ever trust her again? Yeah. <laughs> she gave you no reason throughout this movie to like trust her in that way again. Yeah. Although Monica doesn't, isn't here at the end of the movie, but. Oh, that's a good <laughs> but, point. That's but, a good yeah. point. She's I, hanging I out with Hank McCoy played by Kelsey Grammer again. Uh, reprised. By... Yes. Which we already talked about, but I just want to hit it again. They got Kelsey Grammer back mm-hmm. and I just want to hit it again. And he walks into the scene with a bowl of tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> But I just got to hit it one more time. That person in the theater when he said Charles. Charles? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. Um, so so then, they go to a singing planet. Yeah, then they realize there's like a water planet. So there's this water planet that is close to Carol. Um, and that's where they think that Darbin's going to next. So uh, the, I thought this part of the movie was all very funny and very good. I like this. I like this. Very quick. Too quick. Too quick. We need, we need, as David Sims review said, we needed a whole act on the singing planet. Yes. Man, would it have been annoying, but like in a good way. Yeah. Um, so we find out that Carol is reluctant to come back to this planet because she is married to the prince. Yeah. And she is effectively the princess of this planet, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, it's like a political marriage to like because she's like i I helped with legal trouble yeah that they were having so really it's like a old timey like had to marry someone to make sure that they stayed in power right kind of thing come to this planet they sing they they communicate via song yeah um and that's like their language they they don't if you don't speak in song they can't understand you yeah and so hilarious when the prince starts just speaking that they're that Kamala and Monica are confused by that, yeah. Even though it's just English, and Carol's like, "Well, he's bilingual." Yeah, hilarious, good, fun world building. Yeah, and and all of this was cool, and and the sound, the the score shines. And, yeah, and and I think it was shot well, and it was interesting. I, I will kind of complain though. Again, again, it's just this movie's too dang short. Is like 
I, I, I don't I don't know. It's it just feels like it was brought up for a joke, kind of for no reason. The singing? Uh, just this whole plot, really, because she just shows up and they're like, Our princess is here, and then she leaves. And there there's no there's no consequences in this movie of any <laughs> decisions or actions by anyone, it seems. So they show up and she tells him, This is what we think is gonna happen to your planet. Yeah. Help us help you. And then they outfit him in new cost costumes. <laughs> And new uniforms. Yeah. Um. And they get a they get a little bit of an army. Yeah. And then Darbin shows up, and then they all start fighting. And they the Marvels kind of have a plan yeah. on what to do, which is mostly Captain Marvel and Monica fighting with the, with their powers, and Kamala staying away, but also contributing. I think the biggest reason is because the, they figured out the bangle thing at that point. Yeah. They don't want her to get that bangle. Yeah. Um, and then they're fighting her. I thought this sequence was good too. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I do think they do kind of a comic booky thing where I'm like, oh, I guess Miss Marvel just has a magic scarf, which was kind of random. They gave that to her because no, no, they did. Yeah, the fight started and she wasn't really able to do anything. And the guy's like, use your scarf. No, I know, but it was just kind of like, how come the scarf is able to? I, I. it made me wonder. No, I understand because what... it's like she's just a sixteen-year-old who really has no combat experience. I've never seen the show, but like all she yeah. really has is powers. Yeah, she's then, not like trained, the like a martial art trained. Is like I'm a, I, I know I'm getting in the weeds, yeah. but it just feels like this scarf is like a material that can actually like knock people over. Apparently, it's a whip. Uh, it doubles as a scarf. It just felt like oh, if you're a Miss Marvel fan and you've read the comics, you go, you go, oh, she's got the scarf finally, you know. I guess. I and it, but it didn't feel like earned to me in this. So movie. they fail the, cause, uh, Darbin uses the, get, gets all the water from them. Yeah. And floods or, or brings water back to her planet. And don't they just leave immediately? I guess so. See, that's what I mean. It's like, they just doomed that planet. The that planet's done for. Yeah. It, and, and we don't reckon with that. Yeah. And then, well, like after on that top plan, of that, I, like this is us reckoning with it, though. The our super our heroes flee from the planet. Uh huh. Well, well, Captain Marvel's trying to catch up with Darbin. Um, and but oh no no they're yeah they're they're being chased by missiles, and Carol's like I can do it I can do it, and then eventually Kamala come Kamala's like no and presses that thing and they go portal oh, jumping yeah. they go to that field and that and that's finally when finally I mean this is like it feels like we're barely into anything yeah and Carol's like. Darbin's after us because of what I did to Cree. Right. And, and then, then it's like, and this then they're is like, the it's okay that you did that. Out. It'll be fine. And she's like, thanks for hearing me, guys. Yeah. And Heard, that's Jeff. It. Yeah. It, no, but uh, but it's like, it's like, what happened to that planet? Yeah, no, I'm, I know. I'm just like working through what happened. Because I remember when they left, again, it felt kind of like the scroll thing where I'm like, you're just leaving them? Like, like in this in the in this movie that they presented, Captain Marvel is the worst hero of all of the Avengers. And she apparently, just, she's supposed to be the strongest. Yeah, and she just like commits genocide and just leaves entire planets it's to very die. Very irresponsible. Absolutely. There was a cameo that we glossed over of Tessa Thompson taking the scrolls. Oh, let me, back yes, but to uh, at New Asgard, I guess Earth. Well, that's where that's where they've famously called, right? been uh, integrating very well. <laughs> Let, let me just, I, I got to because I want to talk about that for a second, but I just got to say, I, I even if you just had something where it's like, no, princess, won't you stay? And it's like, no, I must go. I don't know. It's just weird. Hmm, yeah. 
just it's just a very poorly written movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tessa Thompson comes, picks up the scrolls, and I know that they they did a trailer that included her because they they're like our ticket sales are bad. We want people to know there's cameos in this. Um, and I who's who's clamoring to see this character? Well, I I think they I think I heard that they did a trailer. I haven't seen it where it like showed all of the Avengers from previous movies, and then someone's like they're coming. Or something like that. Like, what? really desperate stuff. Jeez. So, when I saw this scene, I just thought to myself, I thought, this is one of the more egregious, like, cameo examples. Because it felt to me like they're reshooting the movie and they're like, we need a sure thing. Let's do something interconnected. Who's available? Okay, Tessa Thompson. She'll show up, have three or four lines, just like in the previous movie, have nothing interesting going on, and then leave. Mm-hmm. And then, and then again, it's a convenient writing thing where it's like, okay, the scroll problem is done now. We don't have to worry about that. It's like, why are you wrapping everything in a tight little bow? Yeah, it's a little infuriating. Yeah. But I know you kind of disagreed about the cameo thing. Oh, I'm not like upset by it. I, I, well, I, yeah, I don't really care for. I don't really care. Hmm, how am I trying to say this? I think it's fine because she does something. She helps. Yeah, She's, it's not like completely pointless i mean by helping she's literally just getting rid of a problem for the so it's not like that so big that of we a, don't have to watch yeah yeah it. so it's not that big i'm not saying it's like great <laughs> or anything yeah but at least she's doing something i guess yeah I um anyway but yeah so then they figure hey they're gonna take the sun from earth and so then they have to stop meanwhile with samuel l and all of them and crew, they're finding these weird things popping up around their space station yeah. that look like little brains. Um, and eventually it's cats. So yeah. Goose gave birth yeah. to a lot of other kittens. And that was which fun. Com- comes into play in a very fun way. Yeah. Cause then they're attacking earth or whatever and they have to evacuate the space station. And so they think, Let's have the cats eat everybody so we can get them on their space pods. Because mm-hmm. there was only on. like two pods left. Yeah. I think that's clever. I, I think that's funny. fun. Yeah. And that's when the prayer joke came in that you thought was funny, yeah, which maybe you already mentioned on. I think episode. I already did. Yeah. Good well, joke. Maybe I mentioned it to you. It doesn't matter. People will watch it. That's the funniest joke in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. thought that was funny. Um, but before that, so our three, three friends show up to have like a final (laughs) final showdown with Darbin and they're going to try and get the bangle from her. Another fight sequence. Um, again, fine. I feel like it's kind of like going in descending order in terms of like how good they are. Yeah. I don't feel like any of the fighting was like egregious or anything like that. I think they did the concept well. Yeah. Um, and then Darbin gets wounded and they're like, Hey, (laughs) yeah, this is, it's fine. Not really, but it's fine. Uh, but, you know, she seems bested. And then Monica's like, but Carol, you're so powerful and you control light. Can't you just save their son? And Carol's like, which would redeem her. Yeah. The Annihilator. And Carol's like, I don't, I don't think like I, that name. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. And Monica's like, well, I've learned a lot of things I didn't think I could do in the last couple of days. And Carol's like. I guess I could try it. <laughs> so then, and then I like how um, Dilbert's sitting there, and she's like, "She's like, oh, I'm gonna die." And then she goes, "Would Would you agree to that? She can go reignite the sun." And she goes, "Yeah." 
And then, and then, like the second she she like gets up, she's like, "Shike!" <laughs> she like both bangles, and then just disintegrates. And then Kamala gets both bangles and is can somehow <laughs> use them, and it's not clear, and I don't get it. But uh, get another like running time thing where where it's like there was no tension of like, oh, is she gonna turn? Is she? Did she really take the deal? She's like, yeah. And then she's literally just short of saying "psych" before she starts uh-huh. trying to attack them. Uh huh. And then like rips a hole in space time. And this is another thing, uh-huh. and I know I know some of it is you know a little bit like well it's just a movie these things happen, uh-huh. but Monica's like I think I can close it if you guys you know send enough energy to me I can project it and use it, and so um, they're doing it, mm-hmm. and Monica's on the other side of the portal, and she's like I I knew I'd never be able to make it back in time, and Carol's like no no and Monica's like I have to stay over here or else it won't work and it's like then why didn't you close it on the other side <laughs> yeah. why do you have to be on that when, side when you said that to me when the movie ended my first thought was defending it and then I was like I don't know why she <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't know it's a movie because I was starting to think like well when something tears you have to like put it back a certain way and then I'm like but you're dealing with like fake stuff you can just you can do whatever you want she was using like rope things to pull it in so you, like you, light things you could have yeah f if i know <laughs> so that was pretty lame and then yeah, they get back to the space station like what are we doing guys and they're like we're wrangling cats and then our, our heroes who've just done this pretty crazy thing yeah are like oh okay let's do it yeah monica is seemingly dead yeah and they're like all right cool make it back to earth and i i in case we didn't say it I felt like Brie Larson slept through this movie. She absolutely slept. She is the weakest performance out of everyone in yeah, this movie. Easily. I'm talking extras. I'm talking side characters. I'm talking cats. And and I like Brie Larson. I like her a lot. I think she's in I'm a not, lot I'm of good so, stuff. I'm not so sure anymore. She is on notice. Though. Personally, with where her, her career has gone, yeah. the choices that she's made has been, I think, no good. They've been yeah, wrong the last, choices. The last five years have been pretty rough. Yeah. But but Fast X was when it was like, uh-oh. And then this is like, okay, Brie Larson's officially on notice for me. Yeah. Um, And I will say this, folks. Uh, David Fincher, because we watched The Killer th- last night, uh, he's officially off notice for me. Because he was on notice because I thought Mank was uh, a tragedy that I even could finish. And I, I hated that movie so much. Uh, but I still had faith. He's made too many classics but uh the killer freaking rules and he's off notice yeah it was it was good micah allowed me to watch it with him <laughs> he wasn't sure i was just scared i was just scared that i was gonna ruin it for him because every did make so bad we were talking so every time we would talk about david fincher in the last like two years you would basically roll your eyes and that's how bad didn't like that's him. how much i hated mink yeah, that's how much. but then we we rewatched zodiac and we rewatched dragon girl with the dragon tattoo and i think you no, were like not zodiac Panic and room. panic room we were we were at Zodiac this year. That was this year. Yeah, we did a podcast on oh, it. Oh, okay. MPU the sequel, which is on Patreon.com slash Micah McKay. You should listen to it along with our episode on Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance that came out or that comes out next week, I think. Anyway, they wrap it up. Everything's fine. I guess Kamala's family's moving into Rambo's house. And is her brother married? No. He was wearing a ring. Or. Yeah, and he was like talking to a girl on the phone at one point. I think there was or a he marriage. Has a girlfriend. There was a wedding in the show, but I thought it got well, interrupted because of something that happened I mean, with Miss Marvel. Maybe they finally found the time to make it happen. 
Uh, did the mom mention something about kids to him or about yes, marriage? Kids. Okay, so then they are married. Okay. Yeah. We just never see the wife. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was a little confused if they were moving there because. Well, I thought Carol was moving into the house, and then it seems like they're moving into the house because their house did get destroyed. But it's like you're moving from Jersey City all the way to wherever they are, like Louisiana. Yeah, and I just, I That's just a felt long like... move. Don't you like? Aren't you? I'm assuming from the show, like they has, probably have established a, a community that they're a part of. But yeah, and and it felt to me like you don't move Peter Parker out of New York. Yeah. But I think that they moved there. But uh, I, I I thought that too. But then I got the impression maybe they just helped Carol move. That's maybe so. Which would make more but sense. Why did she say that to her son? Like a house like this would be great with kids running around. But, well, maybe she's just like, see this house that we're helping Carol move into. I don't know, man. It was sweaty. Yeah, it was sweaty. Yeah. But um, oh, what was the other thing? There was something else. I don't remember. It went away. That's pretty much the movie, though. It is pretty much a movie. It was okay. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. I think if you like Marvel movies and you like going to see them in theaters, go see it. Yeah. If you don't like them, this won't convert you. Nope. Um, and then if you're so-so on them, wait till it's on Disney+. Plus. Yep. It's, it's not offensive. It's not Ant-Man. It's it is way not better Ant-Man. than Ant-Man. Uh, it's not as fun to watch as The Flash, as I learned. Yeah. But it's much better than The Flash. Yes. The Flash is, oh, I can't wait for you guys to hear our episode on that because we already recorded it. And Buenissimo, we did a great job on that. That is uh, just the funniest movie maybe ever made. I, I can't even believe that. I'm just it was thinking a good, about bad movie. those falling babies. Um, wow, yeah. I could watch The Flash again. Okay, but we're not talking about The Flash. Yeah, can yeah, we yeah. wrap this up? Yeah, I think I think we can. Uh next week we're we're covering the new Hunger Games movie which by the time we record Snakes and Songbirds. Is that it? Did I get it? I think Song you did. Songbirds and Snakes? Something like that. Okay. Which as of this recording I'm hearing is actually really good. Fine, let's do it. Yeah. It better be good. So, I'm going to get my money and but, I don't care about it. But before we go off mic, I just want to ask you. So that movie comes out this Friday for us in our timeline. Um, do you want to, do you want to try and see it this weekend or should we just record blue beetle and see it next weekend? Why are you asking this on mic? J- just cause listeners love this kind of stuff. I don't, the week hasn't even started. I don't know what our week is like. All right. Well, I guess you may never know folks. <laughs> That's a teaser. That's continuity. Peace out. <laughs>